Is it really that important to eat organic? What is conscious parenting? Is homeopathy actually work? Oh God, the flu. How do I beat it naturally? How do I prepare for birth? What are the benefits of meditation? This is Healthy Happy Home, the podcast community that offers discussions and solutions for a fully conscious and integrative approach to living and parenting. We will explore and open up the topics of natural health and well-being, holistic parenting, consciousness and work-life balance to empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. We're so grateful that you're joining us on this journey. We'd love it if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe. It will help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. This season of Healthy Happy Home is sponsored by Mega Home Water Distillers, the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller. Mega Home are kindly offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just use the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home. You're listening to a Healthy Happy Home mini-sode. When we were researching how to make this podcast the best it could possibly be and unique to us and our message, we realised that there are certain topics when it comes to holistic living that people really want easy and accessible information for. As a thank you to our listeners, the entire transcript of each minisode is in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about taking notes. And in the third of our minisodes, we want to talk you through our top tips for nursing children supportively through acute illness, um, which could mean for some people um, not offering medication, but it, that doesn't mean sitting by idly doing nothing while your child is ill. Uh, we were, we learned a lot of this information from Dr. Jane Donegan, so do visit her website for comprehensive booklets on these subjects. So when our kids are ill, it's really scary and we just want to take away their pain and make them better straight away. But instant isn't always best in those situations as much as at the time it seems like, you know, we power, oh God, they got a fever quick, you know, get the fever down. Because how it works is the immune system has brilliant and complex processes. And these processes have evolved as we have um, in order to be able to protect us from illness. So for that very reason, we have immune systems that know exactly what to do when they're not inhibited by certain toxins. And the chemical reactions required for the clean-out process work more efficiently at a higher temperature. As do the white cells in the immune system, which help to scavenge and clean out rubbish, which is actually why temperatures are healthy, despite what we've always been told. They are, this is the body's natural process of eliminating illness. And if approached in the right way, and if a child's immune system is adequately supported, Temperatures do not have to be dangerous or feared. Yeah, so so the problem with the, the common, the store-bought antipyretics is that they bring the fever down actually too quickly so that then the, the toxins can then get suppressed back into the system. So instead of ensuring that the immune system processes the infection or the virus in the most natural and effective way, mm-hmm. the toxins are pushed back down. So that means that the... This, the illnesses, the viruses can keep coming back because it hasn't really been destroyed. But otherwise, the fever, the heat will destroy the virus. 
Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And then it doesn't keep coming back. So I don't know if maybe you're listening now and your child's been a bit unwell and, you know, you were worried. And so you gave them some cow poles, you know, some paracetamol, something like that. And then you felt like, well, you did that. And then a few days later, the symptoms were coming back and then you got rid of it again. And then this came back and your child's kind of really not getting over this thing. It's just lingering and lingering. That's what happens when we suppress the toxins back in the system and don't allow the body's natural processes to do their job. Yeah. So, um, and what you were saying earlier with the, you know, if you're not giving something like alcohol, you do you don't just leave the child, right? You still have to really manage the fever because yeah. obviously there's a, t- there's, a, there's a time where fevers are too high. You know, it can be quite dangerous. So you definitely have to kind of watch what's going on. And um, also it's very, very much about the symptoms, not about the temperature. And that's something important to take note of. So you, you shouldn't just be focused on the temperature on the thermometer. Mm-hmm. If your child isn't floppy, they don't have a rash or there aren't any alarming symptoms other than the fact that they're a bit unwell and that they've got a temperature, a temperature should not be feared. We don't want to bring the temperature down too quickly because the body is doing its job. By bringing the temperature down too quickly, we're shocking the body. Um, It's just understanding all these processes. And sometimes actually, well, oftentimes, I don't know if you saw this with your kids when they were small, but I noticed that after my kids have had a virus or something like that, and I've kind of just supported them through it naturally with homeopathy and, you know, whatever other things that we're going to go into. Um, after when they've got over it, then they start doing something new. So yeah, kind of like alert- a developmental leap. Yeah, yeah, so it alerts us to the fact that in order to take a developmental leap forward, the child has to clean out their system first, which I found really interesting. Yeah, and uh, just a quick note, though, if you're... Um- if your child has a fever that's really rising fast and they can't look at the light or move their neck, or if you do, if they do have a big rash, just do always take them straight to hospital. You yeah. know, you just kind of have to trust your instincts. Like you were saying, it's not mm. so much about the temperature, it's just... It's about the symptoms. About the symptoms. Yeah. Um, but so for normal circumstances of childhood illnesses and fevers, which actually happen a lot in the early years, it's not something now with my teenagers that I really kind of deal with at all. It's funny, but it was obviously when they were younger, it was a lot. So... Um, these are what we we would do and what we do do. Mm. So first thing is always, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, uh, thing that most people know, I think, is just keep them in loose cotton clothing. Ensure that they're not too hot with, you know, lots of layers. But equally, it's important that they don't catch a chill. So they shouldn't be kept too cold. So... Um, it's important to to keep them maybe you doing I think we're going to go into skin on skin on a bit but if they're in kind of loose cotton clothing or you can take off a vest and if they're little you can keep them skin on skin your body temperature will regulate their body temperature and then maybe you can just keep a, a thin muslin over them that helps and then also leaving the window open slightly you know the small windows just keeping a window open slightly for ventilation because stuffy rooms are not conducive to well-being and the respiratory system needs air to be circulating all the time. And this is for general health anyway. Like, I'm a cold person. I'm always cold. But I hate a stuffy room. Mm-hmm. Whenever I walk into anywhere with a room stuffy, I'm like, oh, God, open a window. I like yeah. to breathe fresh air, you know. <clears throat> so when kids are ill, room temperature should be around 15 to 18 degrees. And it may sound really cold, especially in the winter. But here's the thing. Children's ability to regulate their temperature is immature. If the room is too hot, the child can't radiate that excess heat into their surroundings. So it's a really important point to note. Um, so the other thing is that when, when the body's um, processing a fever, it shouldn't really have much other work to do. So that's where the expression comes, um, feeder cold, starve the fever. Mm. So if your child's has a fever and it's not hungry, don't force them to eat because their body's already doing enough processing 
without having to add the digestive system into the mix. But obviously it's good to keep them hydrated, so stick to clear fluids, water, um, diluted apple juice, a bit of lemon and honey. Although, note here, you don't give honey to a child under one. Mm. There we go. I had forgotten that. Mm, infant <laughs> botulism. And, um, and broths as well, which are easy to digest and full of health benefits. Um, with older children who might be used to having a, a bit more sugar, gluten or dairy, eliminating these foods is a really good idea. Um, helps the body detoxify quickly. Um, my kids, as soon as they're getting sick, they know, right, that's it, no sugar. They just kind of know to stop having any sugar. It's mm. like a little thing that they do. And probably they don't have that much dairy anyway. But anyway, they, they know that. Just because the, the sh- detoxifying the sugar just puts your, puts your body under a bit of pressure anyway. So clearing out those things is really good do you find though when you're ill you actually fancy those things because I find when I'm ill I just want like a slice of toast with something sweet or yeah I mean I think for me a slice of toast if it's sourdough with some honey doesn't Mm. to me like not having sugar is like okay don't have a magnum yeah (laughs) no more teasers you know what I mean like like that kind of sugar but I'll have like natural no I feel like when I'm ill I want like cup of tea with chocolate biscuits or something and you just I know it's really funny because because I know you're tired do you think I don't know I just maybe it's like maybe it's an upbringing thing and I associate it with comfort oh yeah yeah I think like maybe when I was ill my mom my mom being you know the Jewish mother feeder that she is would just be like do you want another piece of toast? do you want a biscuit what can I bring you what oh, no, can I get so you that's so funny that's so not what, what I would do now a Jewish mother thing yeah. I know and I just think that maybe so maybe that's like ingrained in me and I, I have to work really hard to think right I'm ill so I need to eat the right things yeah. and I need to support my immune system but yeah. those are the things I fancy when I'm ill that's so funny yeah um the other th- things that are good, obviously, to give them the kids is a peeled apple, some toast, but a marmite, mashed potato, fruit, or cooked vegetables. Yeah, these are kind of for younger babies, aren't they? And kids. Yeah, if you've got kids who are unwell and and they do want something to eat, those would be some good options. Yeah. Um, so um, another thing to do when your child is ill is use your homeopathic kit. We touched on homeopathic kits in um, mini so number two. Um, and it's uh, they're just great things to have around. They come with a booklet explaining what each remedy is for, so it can help you choose the relevant remedy. And I'd always recommend if you're using homeopathy, there's a book by Miranda Castro, The Complete Guide to Homeopathy, and it really explains the intricacies of each remedy, oh, yeah, so that. it can help you pick because sometimes there are a few remedies indicated for each yeah. symptom, and um, it helps you narrow it down. Yeah, there's also the hotline, the homeopathic hotline, which yep. is available. Um, it's a free service, and you can ring, I think it's up until like about 11 or 12 at night, you can speak to someone, um, which is really handy, because I always used to find that my kids seem to get ill at night. <laughs> like, Always the way. Just when you're tired as well. Um, so, yeah, and the other people that do the homeopathic kits that we talked about in the other mini-sode is Helios and Ainsworth, and you can speak to them. They have combination remedies for nearly everything you could think of, so do give them a call teething whatever whatever's going on mm. um the other thing we talked about in the other minisode as well is health elixirs such as elderberry syrup and manuka honey uh, if your child is over a year old these are great for supporting the immune system and yeah, yeah. something else i think is really important um is keeping a calm stress-free environment because if our cortisol levels are rising then that is not conducive to um proper immune function so that's why keeping 
the house calm and stress-free is really important when a child's ill. I mean, generally, but... Yeah. Um, I actually, um, Arthur said to me, and I'd say, Mum, you like it when I'm ill now. I'm like, in a funny way, I'm like, oh, Arthur needs it's on so oh, Do you want this? Do you want this? You know, you kind of like look after them like they're little again. It's quite sweet. Oh, God, it's like mini Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I do get what you mean, though. You get to, like, Only feel needed bit. again yeah. as, a, as a mummy. Yeah, and, they, and they're all cute. And they're like, oh, yeah, thanks, mums. I feel like Daniel gets like that with me. He was sick, because when he met me, I was still, you know, in the throes of arthritis. I hadn't gone into remission. And he was so used to looking after me. And now, oh. like, when I get ill, I think he... Yeah, I, he I comes think, into his home. Yeah, yeah I, I think, can help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am provider. <laughs> I am man. I can fix. <laughs> um, and also keeping screen time to a minimum to ensure that the child's circadian rhythms normalise is super important. Yeah, it's amazing to me now seeing when I see people with the babies in buggies, like, <gasps> and the, the kids like holding an iPad and they're going for a walk. And I'm like, mm. wow. Like I, that wasn't available to me when my kids were small. But I know. Do you know? It's, it's like really hard time. because, you know, we want to kind of keep this since being a parent and having young children who I would say like fairly challenging children I have no judgment on anyone anymore about anything because you just do what you've got to do to get by but there I think that there are times where you know if you're out for a walk and your child's in the buggy probably would have been all right without the screen yeah what my friend said it's them or if they're at home and they're eating you know maybe put the tv on but to sit them with an iPad while they're eating is just kind of instilling those habits, isn't it? Yeah. My, my, my friend said to call it the electronic nanny in the corner of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are, they, they are useful, but it's, um, yeah, you have to be careful. I mean, they're, they're almost wrong. too good as a distraction for kids. Yeah, because then they don't do learn. To, like, I mean, we have given careful. it to Brax in a restaurant before because is he just, w- he was like climbing on tables yeah. and we've given it to him and we were like, we'll never do that. And we did yeah. because that's what parenting is, isn't it? And you're not but also we going do... out for dinner that often, are you? So it's quite no, nice. No, but we, we do try not to where possible. But at home, if like eating dinner, he would never be given an iPad or phone. I just, yeah. And also... It com- becomes know, a habit as well, as well if you start doing that, don't you? It's a bit dangerous. On but... on the sixth mini so we're going to talk about circadian rhythms and why, why it's important. But... Um, it is important to understand that screen times are affecting our circadian rhythms and how we're sleeping and, and our body's natural processes. So limiting screen time generally, whether your child's ill or not, is quite important. Yeah, I think we should do more uh, on circadian rhythms uh, in another episode. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so also let the child sleep as much as possible. I think that applies to anybody when they're sick, right? Um, and it's really important to sleep. So if you, we've done a six step guide that comes free with our website. Um, so you just sign up to that and get the PDF, which just looks very pretty. Um, and on that, there's a lot more about why sleep is one of the six fundamental pillars of wellbeing. Mm. Another one, vitamin C, obviously to help the immune system on its journey back to recovery. Uh, if you check out the show notes of Minisode 2, we talk a lot about, um, um, vitamin C and the different types of vitamin C we would advise giving. So um, try and have a look at that. Yeah, and now I've just lost my place, so you're going to have to do that <laughs> Epsom salt baths or okay. magnesium flake baths to aid the detoxification process. Um, and like we said, not medicating fever doesn't mean you're actually sitting by idly not doing anything. It means that you are really attentive, and you're, but you are supporting the body's natural processes of elimination. Yeah. So for coughs, bad colds, follow all of the above. Also use the steam bowls or um, to put essential oils into. Um, just boil a kettle of water, put it in a, pan, in, a in a bowl, put your head over it with a, with a towel. It's great. Um, or a steam room, create a steam room running a hot bath. 
and um, closing the doors, let the child sit in the room with all the steam, adding essential oils, like we said, it's great. And you can also use um, essential oils in the room to diffuse day and night, yeah, which we've talked about as a lot as well before in the previous minisode. Yeah. And lastly, the most important thing, follow your instincts as a parent, because I think if we really, truly connect to our maternal instincts, they do give us the right information if we kind of really tap into that yeah just don't don't panic take a breath Mm. relax yeah relax and understand that children getting ill is part of their immune system developing and maturing Mm. they need these processes to help their immune system mature the more we suppress it the more these things are going to come back the more we support it naturally yeah the I do think the child will be. Yeah, I do think kind of looking back at my kids when they were small, I do think that when they were sick, when they get sick, it's probably was the most stressful sort of times for me. Um, so, you know, mm. it is it is not an easy process to go through, but there is lots of support. And I kind of feel like with the natural remedies, there's almost much more support there than if yeah. you just say, go to the doctor and say, my child's sick. There's not so much that they're going to be able to do for you, but if you use all these sort of natural, there's so many, such a myriad of remedies to use that I feel that you actually can feel quite in control of the yeah, situation absolutely. Which is and really there nice. are like Facebook groups like the Arnica Facebook group where there are people there any time day and night if you've got something and you can say you know I'm dealing with this the middle of the night and people always reply and oh, really? That's nice. give advice and yeah. you know tell tell you kind of things that work for them so being you know the Arnica the Arnica network has uh, local groups around the country so if you are interested in that, you can join your local Arnica group as well and be- become part of a community yeah. in your local community of um, parents raising children in a more holistic way. And that way you have support. Yeah, which is great. God, it's amazing, isn't it? Actually, the, the internet has given a lot of um, accessibility for this kind of stuff too, which is great. It really has. So we, help, we hope you enjoyed this Healthy Happy Home mini-sode. We really are so grateful to every single one of you who chooses to press play. Please connect with us over on Instagram. We're at Healthy Happy Home Podcast, where we have a heap of amazing giveaways and discounts. Oh, and if you enjoy our show, why not share it with someone that you think could benefit from the content? And um, we'd really appreciate that. Also, rating, reviewing and subscribing to Healthy Happy Home will help other people to find us so we can grow our lovely little community. Yay! Yay! Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you to Mega Home Water Distillers for sponsoring this season of Healthy Happy Home. Head over to megahome-distillers.co.uk to learn more about the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller on the market and to benefit from a 5% discount as a listener of Healthy Happy Home by using the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home.